welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I am Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. And I want to share my journey to a more successful, happy, healthy life. And I want you to have that as well. And I noticed that incorporating those four items into my life, that's where I'm headed. So join me on that journey, guys. And I want to hear about your journey as well. So before we get into today's answering questions uh, for the Wednesday segment of Ask Redbeard, ARB, I would like you to go over, if you're on Facebook, I'm rarely on Facebook except for the group itself. Uh, go over to Redbeard's Fit Crew on Facebook, answer the two or three questions that are there, and get into the group. I want to see your journey. I want to see you progress. I want to see you get happier, healthier, and more successful. And over there, you can definitely find friends that are in your area of the United States or eventually out of the country, if that's where you're listening from, welcome. And uh, you can partner up with people, go on hikes, go enjoy an adventure in the outdoors, and share your story with each other. I'd also like to share the show partners and these awesome partners of the show are First Form and First Form Outdoors. Of course, if you're in the market for a, in any kind of supplement, everything from multivitamins all the way to protein powder, pre-workout, go check out First Form and First Form Outdoors. Links down below to get you some free shipping. On top of that, Kafaru. Kafaru is the best backpack hands down on the market. If you're in the market, go check out Kafaru. Get you a duplex light frame carries weight like no other outside of that if you need help picking which bag which combination of bags uh, what size belt shoulder straps all that i recommend calling kafaro's customer service they will answer any questions you may have and get you that custom fit that you need for your backpack other show sponsors and partners include black ovis blackovis.com is where you want to go and get your boots glass equipment for archery uh anything for just basically the outdoors guys go check out blackovis.com if you need some clothing uh there's whatever it is go check them out see if they've got uh, what you need just a great place kind of a, a central hub of equipment for the outdoors other partners include alpenfuel.com absolute aid cbd chewables and affect beard oil Go check them out, guys. Links down below again. Save some money. Uh, help out the sponsors of the show. That helps keep the ball rolling on the show. So thank you so much again, guys. Go check them out. Now, today, because I had so many questions left over, figured I'd go ahead and do another segment of Ask Redbeard. I also had a couple questions fielded on an Instagram Live and from the Facebook group. So let's get started. Uh, first... And a lot of these guys, I noticed, I think everyone's got elk hunting or just hunting in general on the mind because I know here in Utah in less than a month, we open up for mule deer and elk. And yes, elk in August. Uh, Utah's interesting. We, we've got a, we have an interesting <laughs> idea of hunting elk in August. Um, from August 20th through September 21st, this year is when the season is. So I'm excited, less than a month away, and it shows with these questions. So um, first off, solo elk hunting. 
And that was really the only question, a solo elk hunting question mark. So I'm going to assume you're asking, you know, do I go solo? Um, yes and no. And when I, when I say that, I like to share camp with other people. Um, I do let people know ahead of time, and I, I let my friends know that I was camping with this last year. That, you know, not to wait for me for dinner. I'm going to be out there from before light until after light. When I get back, love to hang out with you. But, you know, if I'm going to go in my own direction or if it's rainy or whatever, I'm still going to be out there. So that's kind of how I handle it for the most part. But there are times when I go out by myself. Um, my wife's not a big fan of that. And I can understand that. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns that go into it. I bring a Garmin Mini. Um, if you don't have a Garmin InReach Mini or a Garmin InReach in general, um, I highly recommend that you get a some form of satellite communicator. Satellite communicators are a lifesaver, to be honest with you. I mean, that's literally what they're there for. Um, be in contact with home. You know, uh, you can send text messages. But also there's an SOS button if you do get, you know, you heaven forbid, fall down a, a cliff or anything like that that, that may happen. Um, you can just click the SOS button. They can send someone out to your location. Uh, I want to say it was maybe it was Remy Warren. Someone along those lines has a crazy story about that. But basically, get a satellite communicator, especially if you're going to go solo. Let people know where you're going, when to expect you back. Um, and then, of course, scout your area ahead of time. Map out some trails, uh, things that you're going to be doing, and let people know. That's a big thing. Is to let people know when you're going to be back, when to expect you back, when to hear from you, etc. Um, so that you're not out there for, you know, have, again, heaven forbid something happen and you have no way of communicating with people and you didn't tell people where you're going to be. So um, that's what I would do with solo elk hunting uh, or hunting in general or even just backpacking by yourself. If you're going out into the wilderness where there's no signal by yourself, let people know, and have a satellite communicator. Night bugling and scouting. Um, so last year I didn't implement it as much as I wanted to. Um, this year I plan on doing it a lot more. Uh, as far as night bugling, I've heard amazing things about it, especially here in Utah where the elk are kind of quiet during the day. Um, they don't generally like to bugle a lot for some reason uh, they probably just are pressured is what I'm assuming um, most of the time when I did hear bugling it was before light in the morning so that's what I would definitely I would I would definitely and I'm going to apply that this year is, is getting into night bugling either walking the trails at night um, not a lot of places to ride an e-bike necessarily in the places that I hunt um, but if you have old logging roads um, that you can either drive on or uh, use an e-bike, which is even more quiet. Um, I would definitely recommend doing that and going out and bugling at night so you can locate them, camp there, and then hit them in the morning. As far as scouting is concerned, um, I don't generally have a lot of time to be able to go and actually physically scout. Um, I don't have trail cameras, which, again, there's another rule here in Utah for some reason. Hopefully this gets changed because I was going to get into to trail cameras this year. Um, but you're not allowed to have a trail camera out in Utah uh, after July, the end of July. 
basically. Now, how that's going to get enforced and all that, I'm not sure. Um, but that's what they're planning on doing is not allowing trail cameras after the end of July. By that time, uh, within that month period when they start to get into you know, the rut uh, a little bit more from July to September, um, things start to cool down a little bit. There's a lot that happens, uh, and so I, I'm not sure about trail cameras at this point. Um, and when I go out of state, eventually I'll be getting trail cameras and getting more into it that way. Um, but that that's as far as scouting is concerned. The most scouting that I do is generally for deer, um, and that's just because I can. My general hiking area is where I hunt for deer as well, and so I can I can go up there and combine my hikes and scouting at the same time. E-scouting, on the other hand, is super important. Uh, I, I can't even explain, but last year, um, it was cool to be able to go into the backcountry where you didn't have any any signal, and, and to have those points on, I use Onyx, um, to be able to go in and have those points already set up, and to know where I was going to go, and to have already done the research ahead of time, rather than getting up there and like, oh, that, that looks like a good spot. Let's go try over there. Instead of wasting that time, I've already scouted out why they would be in these certain areas. And those certain areas I could find based on having gone to elk shape camps and doing Mark Livesey's treeline pursuit course. Those are all things that I would recommend. Uh, if you haven't checked out Treeline Pursuit. I would highly recommend you go in and check them out. Um, it's it's Mark Livesey. He is he's a wizard when it comes to all the different apps that you use to e scout. If you are wanting to get into e scouting and don't know anything about it, he breaks it down. He's an amazing teacher. Um, just go check out Treeline Pursuits. Uh, they're just it's just an amazing uh, amazing guy and Mark Livesey and just the knowledge. I still have yet to get all the way through the course. So go check that out um, for e-scouting tips. Uh, gear dump. Yeah, I can, I'm can. i definitely going to go do a gear dump. Um, whenever I get closer to season, uh, I could do a gear dump for you guys. Throw that up on YouTube so you guys can see it. Everyone likes gear dumps. Um, everyone has a different kind of taste of, of what they want to bring in the backcountry. I don't do a lot of uh, backpacking hunts. Um, I've done it before. It's not the best, in my opinion, because you get you get settled into a certain location um, rather than if you are at the truck at night. You can move and relocate. You can get places a lot faster. Um, and that's my plan this year is to be able to go in and and hike in before sunrise and then come back out um, after sunset and be able to move at night um, to get the most out of out of the day. And yeah, so so gear dump that'll happen. Um, that'll come. Let's see here, cow calls. Yeah, I use cow calls. Um, honestly, though, again this year I noticed that when we snuck in and we didn't call, we were more successful at getting into to elk. Um, the shot that I missed on a spike this year, um, I had shut up and hadn't called for uh, at least 45 minutes. I had just sat in this spot, and they just happened to feed through this area that, again, I had e-scouted ahead of time, knowing that that was a good spot. 
Um, just trying to think cow calls, how, like, yes, I've, I've, I use them and I plan on having them as a tool in my tool belt, um, but they're not my main go-to. Um, to bugle or not to bugle, uh, again, this year, and it depends on the elk and what area you're in, guys, to be honest with you, it, it's good to know how to bugle um, because then you have that in your back pocket. Um, you've got that tool in your tool belt. I'd recommend checking out Phelps um, and the Bugler. Uh, they He gives some great tips. Also, Joel from uh, Shot IQ. He's a great elk caller as well, world class. Um, definitely go check them out for some tips on how to call elk. Everyone has a different strategy. I think it really comes down to you need to know the elk in the area that you're hunting. Sometimes they're quiet, and if they're quiet, they're not going to want you coming in and, and making that noise and, and sounding like some new guy that's coming into the area. Uh, they're not going to want to check you out. They're going to run away from you. They're not going to want to be around you because they're going to know something's off. So, uh, again, being able to do it um, is, is a good option. Maybe setting out those locator bugles uh, at night is definitely a good option to be able to go around and, and, and bugle at night. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely recommend knowing how to bugle and uh, having that in your tool belt. Um, okay, let's see here. Workout gear. So what workout gear do I use? I'm pretty simple, guys. Uh, I started using some dedicated lifting shoes, so where your heels raised just a little bit off the ground, so that I didn't have to put, like, weights under my feet to be able to get my heels up off the ground um, that was recommended to me by a chiropractor because I had some hip issues um, where my hips were super tight my internal rotation wasn't where it should be and so I was noticing when I got to like deep squatting uh, and you know power cleaning things like that it would hurt afterwards and it wasn't that you know it was a sore hurt it was a hurt hurt and, uh, and so I have some lifting shoes that I use for those heavier squatting days, um, and power, power cleaning days. Um, but other than that, guys, I just have regular shoes. I use the Reebok nanos. I want to say they're called, I'm not hundred percent sure on those. I, I like the flat bottom. It, I feel more connected to the ground. Um, I do have wrist wraps for maybe again, heavier push days, um, I use straps for, so the wrist straps for uh, for deadlifting on those heavier days when I just want to just crank out a, a new PR, uh, personal record for those of you that uh, don't know what a PR is. Um, I, I use straps, I use Nordic lifting. Is this, all of this gear here that I've been talking about with uh, wraps, shoes, and uh, wrist straps for, for deadlifting, uh, they're all Nordic lifting is what I use. Um, and then just supplements. You know, I take a pre-workout. I, I like the way it, it feels. I like the way the it helps my, you know, my body perform. Um, and then of course I go work out in the morning. So a little bit of caffeine in the morning. Other than that, I don't really have any workout equipment that I necessarily use. Um, having a good water bottle I use a Nalgene <laughs> but I mean really I, I try and keep it super simple and and don't overcomplicate it uh, most days I don't have any of that stuff with me most days it's just a uh, you know I go through a warm-up and I've, I've realized how important that is uh, especially as I'm getting 
into my 30s. I'm getting old, guys. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do a warm-up uh, to make sure my shoulders are good, my hips are good and loose um, and mobile. And then I do some form of cardio, 15 to 20 minutes. And then uh, I go do my weightlifting session, and then I do another 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. Uh, depending on the amount of time that I've got in the day, I generally spend between 45 minutes to an hour in the gym. Um, yeah, that's really the only equipment that I use. I don't really have anything else that I can think of off the top of my head that I that I use on a regular basis. So just depending on the day, and generally it has to do with, you know, again, heavier days. Um, I use the squatting shoes, or I guess they'd be weightlifting shoes. Um, and that's about it. Let's take a look here at any other questions. Oh, going back to hunting. Okay. How does the moon cycle affect your hunting strategy? Tips for each stage of the cycle. How does the moon affect? So I I don't necessarily look at it um, as a plan of, to plan around the moon cycle, but I have noticed that they're more active during the day when it's a new moon. So when it's darkest at night, they tend to not be out feeding and, and up all night. Whereas once you're ramping up to the full moon, uh, there's a lot more light outside, you know, in the dark. And so they're able to move around a lot easier. And uh, so I don't really necessarily, I don't really plan around the moon cycle. It's interesting to see and to gather a data point on how active they are during the day versus how bright or dark it is at night. Uh, but again, I've only been hunting elk for a couple of years, so I'm not an expert on this. I would trust some other experts that I know, like Dan, uh, Elk Shape, um, The Bugler is another great, great reference point, uh, Joel, Shot IQ, um, there's many other people out there, Elk 101, they're all great uh, as far as getting knowledge on elk, and you're asking specifically about the moon cycle, again, I, I don't plan around it, um, I don't know many people that are successful consistently that actually plan around it, but they kind of do the same thing where they notice that elk are more active when it's dark outside at night. Um, and so they're more active during the day, that following day, because they weren't up all night feeding or doing whatever. So, all right, guys, those were the leftover questions from last time and in uh, the ones that I got from the live, the Instagram live. So thank you again for sending me those questions, guys. Um, I love doing this ask red beard segment uh yeah hope you guys have an amazing day go join Redbeard's fit crew and uh, go check out the companies down below save some money and if you need anything guys shoot me a message over on instagram red.beard.outdoors and uh or send me an email i'd love to help you out with any of your questions hope you have an amazing rest of your day and of course get out live your life and love it